Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. What an awesome thought that Brother Rayleigh has brought before us this morning. And such a presence of God in this place today. Thank you, Jesus. I never want to take that for granted. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to speak just for a few moments, share my thought from the book of Mark, chapter 5, and verse 15. And the Bible says... And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Let's pray. God, I thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity, Lord, to be in your presence, God. You are mighty today in this house, God, and we praise you for it, God. There is no one above you, God, and there is no one beside you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to be in this house today, Lord. God, and let your word be heard in this house, Lord, I pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you may be seated. I will read this text again. And the Bible says, And they came to see Jesus. And they see him that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion. Sitting and clothed. And in his right mind. And they were afraid. I want to speak to you for a moment about this man that was possessed with the devil, that had the legion. This was the day that changed his life forever. The day that he met the man they called Jesus. But I don't want to speak about this day. I want to speak about the day before. If you can imagine with me, we do not know his name. But I imagine that his early life started out similar to everyone else's. We don't know what brought this man to this condition. It may have been a tragedy that he faced early in life in his youth that cast him into a state of hopeless depression. It may have been a state of worldly lusts 
that put him here. Or it may have been the environment in which he was raised. But in the beginning of this man's life, he was assumed to be a normal human being. But he found himself alone with nothing, trying to end his life. The Bible says that he would hide in the tombs and he would cut himself with stones. They could bind him with chains and they w- he would not be contained. The sad part of this story is that you can find our world today in this man's image. Not everyone you meet may be possessed with a legion of demons. But statistics show that the suicide rate is higher than ever before. Drug and substance abuse is higher than ever before. We can find our world in this hopeless, depressed state without Jesus. But if I had anything to tell this man on the day before he met the Savior, on the day before he met the Master, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, before Jesus set foot on the shore, Brother Allen, if I could tell this man anything, Brother Jerry, it would be hold on, because tomorrow your greatest hour is in your tomorrow. And that's what I want to share with you today. This thought that our greatest hour is tomorrow. A couple of weeks ago, they put it before us uh, on our job that we are going to be redoing our company's mission statement. And they wanted us to start looking around for ideas. And I actually got this idea while driving down I-75. I saw a semi-trailer in front of me that said, Our greatest resource lies 63 feet ahead. And I got this message. Because no matter how valuable today is to me, no matter how valuable when we open the doors of how precious the cargo we carry with us, my greatest resource, my finest hour, my strength belongs in tomorrow. Because if I forget to look for tomorrow, I'll perish because I will have lost my vision. There was a man in the Bible who had this crippling disease for 38 years. And every time he would come down to the pool and watch the angel trouble the waters and whoever could make it to the pool first received their healing. Can you imagine with me how easy it would have been for that man to have stayed home that day that he met Jesus? For 38 years to have carried the same disease, the same problem for that amount of time. But see, the thing is, I know that I'm speaking to some people 
who can relate. That we've lived with things for that long of a period of time. That we've carried things year in and year out. But as I would tell that man that went down to the pool and carried his bed every day and watched somebody jump in front of him and claim their miracle, I want to tell somebody in this house today, look forward to tomorrow. Your season of tomorrow is coming. And there is hope in tomorrow. He would never have heard The words that now echo through history of take up your bed and walk. If he had just lived in that day. We can't give up in this hour that we live. We have to press on towards tomorrow. A testimony is a very powerful thing. We all have a testimony. And it can be used to your greatest achievement. We use our testimonies to witness to the lost. But there is danger in only looking to your testimony. Because the thing is, no matter what God did for you yesterday, that testimony can only bring you as far as today. Hold on to your testimony, but look forward to tomorrow. I don't... It doesn't matter the age of those that hear this message. There's an old saying that says, as long as there's breath, there's hope. How true that is. But if I could add anything to that old saying, I would say this. As long as there's breath, there's purpose. Brother Jerry, last weekend, I I believe, mentioned the fact that some people get into mindset if we're not careful that when we reach a certain age we're just turned out to pasture that's wrong because as long as there's breath there's hope and there's purpose and your greatest hour is still to come at any age because God is using all ages amen I want to turn your attention now to one of the saddest moments of the New Testament. Paul had lived in the promise of tomorrow. That was the way he achieved his ministry. And he, on his dying, on his his way to dying, Paul writes in 2 Timothy, And he says this, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. He was looking to tomorrow. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all of them that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. And then here it is. For Demas hath forsaken me, 
having loved this present world. Paul was giving his disciples their marching orders. He was bidding them farewell. And he had to stop here and say, for, De- for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. You see, Demas got caught up in the moment, and he fell in love with the world. You don't hear much about Demas other than this, this phrase that has immortalized him forever in the Bible. That he has forsaken me, having loved this present world. You see, he lost sight of tomorrow. He stopped pushing for tomorrow. He lost the fact that his greatest hour had not yet come. And he fell in love with the present world. And it cost him his ministry. Think of the lives that Demas could have touched. Because, see, we get so caught up in us that we forget our calling and we forget our purpose. Think of the lives that Demas would have ministered to. But it didn't happen because he got caught up in today and he lost sight of his tomorrow. This is why, church, we have to fall in love with Jesus. We have to fall in love with this message, not just on Sunday and not just on Wednesday, not when it's convenient. We have to love it in the morning. We have to love it in the evening. We have to love it in the good times, and we have to embrace it in the bad times because whether you know it or not, this is the only thing that can deliver a lost soul. This is the only thing that can change a life. Amen. And this is the only thing that will see us through. I want to encourage somebody who may have carried the same problem for many years. Don't lose sight of tomorrow. I want to encourage somebody who may feel helpless and hopeless and depressed. Don't lose sight of tomorrow. We need to take this message with us on our jobs and tell the people around us, don't lose sight of tomorrow. We have to fall in love with this message. The world is pushing in. And the world is pulling. Distraction is so rampant. It's just like Brother Rayleigh mentioned how Thanksgiving is almost just passed over anymore and it's directly into Christmas and it's not even the Christmas message. It's all about what you can afford. It's all about what you can spend. And the message of Christmas is lost because it is now in a competition. Who can outdo last year? We can't lose sight of tomorrow because that is the environment of our world to focus only on today. And now I'm saying, and in closing, if, if you would like to stand. And as the musicians get ready.
the thing about tomorrow is this. And I want to tell somebody something right now and just remind you this, that God has never started anything that he was not planning to finish. You may have gotten sidetracked or distracted, but God is wanting to finish what he started. Don't get so caught up in today like Demas that we fall out of love with this message. And I'm willing to say that even for Demas, it wasn't some overnight process that he decided that he didn't love Jesus, Brother Jerry. It was gradual. It was an everyday walking down that cost him his ministry and probably, ultimately, his soul. He lost sight of tomorrow. And it wasn't some choice that he made, Brother Everett. The world walked him down and he fell in love with it. Don't let it be said of us that we are forsaking this message. But it's time that we lay some things aside. That's why Paul said concerning this race that we're running right now to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily, it's easy to do. It easily besets us. We can't lose sight of tomorrow. We can't lose sight of tomorrow. Let's make an altar where we stand. God, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.